Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. each other if we lift each other what how does the gaga song go hey girl with flow no the new one stupid love oh i want your stupid love love i want your sexy unique i want your sexy unique podcast baby i want your sexy okay um (laughs) I'm in a bold lip right now. <laughs> I'm sitting a, in Lara's apartment mascara. wearing mascara and lipstick and while we do this. To and you're listening to Sexy Unique Podcast. Top Sicilian Bitches. I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And yeah, we're reporting live from West Hollywood. We're in the epicenter of everything gay. We just did a photo shoot. We did a photo shoot. For our New York City live show poster. By Greg Kozatek, who's... A genius. Fucking genius. But Everyone follow him, at Kozatek. We won't let you know what the poster is. But we will let you know that we <laughs> took to the streets. We took to the streets of <laughs> West Hollywood. In Golden Hour. In Golden Hour, Magic Hour Light, on a nearly empty street, and took photos of each other in blinding sunlight. <laughs> while I was wearing mascara and a bold lip. <laughs> that Laura helped me with. And it looks great. But I did my own mascara. Your mascara? I'm a huge supporter of you in mascara. Thank you. The bold lip, I also support. Though I think it is slightly garish. (laughs) (laughs) Extremely off putting. It makes my teeth look orange because it's on my teeth now. But I but it was it was worth it. It's all worth it. You'll Um, do anything for art. We were just we've are both as many of you probably are and many across the world are, we are 
swept up in the cheer mania cheer cheer mania. on netflix yeah it is the if you haven't show. seen it describe it it follows a group of cheerleaders that are com- that are in a junior college yeah. but they're the best cheer team in the entire country maybe the world yeah maybe the world and it's like this junior college is known for having like the number one cheer team and it follows their journey in preparation for Daytona, which are the cheer championships, which I think is where they go and bring it on. Right. I think so. I'm not really sure. I remember it used to be on like ESPN, like you used to be able to watch it. I remember that. And I would watch it all growing up. It's amazing. It's incredible. And you're from Oklahoma. So that's, there were probably intense cheerleading teams there, right? I think there were. I didn't ever, I was never really exposed to them because as a private school girl, oh. um, our cheerleading teams were like, you shake a pom-pom and like jump in the air. Like you don't, they weren't doing like tumbling. Maybe some cheerleaders did do that on the team, but it was like pretty low stakes cheering. I mean, I've never like, so yeah, it's 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 at Navarro College, which is in the middle of Texas, like Corsicana, Texas. Corsicana, Texas, and it's truly a kill I, me now town. Yeah, I mean the it's it's like a very it's a very conservative town. They talk about it like it's very like clearly Trump supporting area, mm-hmm. and then you just have this like bastion of light at this school of these like diverse like amazing kids yeah. who are just defying gravity we're physics. like a family of superior athletes yeah they're they are i've like it's cirque du soleil kind of shit like it's the i was my jaw has been dropped watching it because i'm just like how do people achieve that like that's superior genes yeah of you just people. train and train and train yeah. and monica their bodies are just like a muscle it is and their coach is this woman monica who's fucking iconic we need she used to be on this podcast i need monica asap i need her in my life like managing my existence you need to play her in her biopic i think I feel so like too you could, i feel like i could embody you monica. have monica energy fuck chris jenner it's all about monica she's she's like this hot like texan lady with like suede boots and like big coats she's always cold she's always cold so and seems. she has a giant ipod and she <laughs> has like really great skin and like is tan a as french fuck. square tip manicure a fr- yes and her hair is always straight and mm-hmm. she has like a lot of makeup on and she's chewing gum at all times they all are chewing gum they are which like, is the one of the craziest parts to me is that they're constantly like being flipped and thrown across rooms with, like orbit in their mouth yeah just yeah. like chomping on gum like it's nbd no that's monica- the only sport where besides like baseball but that's not nearly as physical yeah monica is like I, i've been going like any kind of coach figure, like you go through, you love her for a second and then you're like, Oh my God, she's horrible. Mm-hmm. And like she has, she's so unaffected by when people fall and when they like hurt them, like she, and it, she, she has to be cause it's just part of the sport. Yeah. But she's just stares with this burning glare in her eye of like just complete plays and determination and moot and choreography you know she's just she's not on this earth she's not reactive to anything which is really amazing to watch there's one part chilling yeah but like i think ultimately it's super powerful it is amazing there's one part in like i think it's the fifth or sixth episode where one of the girls like 
falls and is potentially injured. And then she's like <clears throat> laying there because every time these kids fall, it's like really bad. Yeah. And they're like laying there like crying for a while. And Monica is just standing next to them, like staring at them. And then she's like, I think I really like, I just like heard like a snap or something. Monica goes, hmm, cool. Like she is, her motto is don't ever react to anything because the second she reacts, it'll everyone, freak everyone else out. So she's just like cool as a fucking cucumber 24 sevs. It's very like general and army. Yeah. Like she'd be great on like the battlefields. Like, I trust her with my <laughs> on life. On the front line. And I've never even met her. No, that's the thing. And and these kids, they just have like the most, some of them have like such harrowing backstories and like they all come, a lot of them come from really broken homes and they've like just found their solace in cheerleading. Mm-hmm. And the really sad thing is like, it's only these, this is only a two year college. So th- a lot of them will just be done forever once they've competed at Daytona, which is. It's sad. And also cheer itself is not a sustainable lifestyle. Like even if you do make it uh, to cheer for a professional sports team, you don't make any money doing that. No, it's which all is about, insane to think about the discrepancy between. I know, like cheerleaders and then the other athletes that are playing like on these teams. There, I think there was an article about that or a documentary, something that I watched fairly recently. I want to say that really got into like the nitty gritty because there's also so many rules about yeah. fraternizing with players and how the cheer cheerleaders are supposed to conduct themselves and like all of this shit and you can get fired like at any time so they're expecting them to be like chased kind of yeah they're chased they and they also like aren't paid i feel like they're paid like 30 to 40k a year yeah it's not like a livable wage it's It's just being able to be like have that kind of street cred and then try and use it to like help out your modeling career your instagram yeah it's really backwards well it's like you get the perks you travel around the world like you but just like of, pay them each, no like obviously 100K. they should be making six figures yeah or, or like some of them for like the patriots or like the cowboy you know what i mean like those mm-hmm. kind of iconic teams it's very weird to think about how cheerleaders are valued less as they get older because in high school, I feel, and it's probably not this way anymore because obviously like the world is different than us growing up, but like the cheerleader has always been like the most popular girl in school, yeah. or, like the hottest people ever cheerleaders. Right. And it's like the best social currency you could ask for. And everyone like looks up to you. It wasn't like that at my school. Me, me neither. Like I, where is it then that I, this I is think like it's happening? The South and it's like, the South. and like, the Southwest and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I, cause I went to two high schools in high school. I transferred. So I, I ended up at an all boys school in Philly and obviously we didn't have a cheerleading team, but, <clears throat> um, but it was like at our, at my public school in my town, um, the cheerleading team was like, not, I mean, they were like good, I guess, but like no one really, it was more of like the girls were playing like, you know, track or soccer or basketball or swimming, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So the cheerleaders like weren't, didn't really have that same cachet as like 
the social cachet, I mean, as like these people or like in the Oklahoma or Texas, like high school, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I never had that experience with them, but like it always was glamorous to me and like mm-hmm. interesting. Like I always thought they were really hot. Yeah. And I was very jealous of like them getting to wear their uniforms like on game days. Cause we had uniforms at my school. So then they would get yeah. to like dress up and like, it just seemed like a sexy thing to do. It was. And like, I guess it's always been like really sexy and then TBD how much it's been valued. I don't think it has. And like they kind of go into it like the in when cheerleading first came about like in the 50s or whatever, they they the girls all had to be very I think they kind of said what you were saying like kind of these girls next door are like very well behaved and and then that guy in like the 60s kind of revolutionized cheerleading and brought it into like becoming more of a sport mm-hmm. that like gay guy and like good, <laughs> god bless him like Love back in like him. the 50s like revolutionized it and like made it more of like oh you can go on to be a cheerleader in college and stuff yeah but but the kind of cheer they're doing is like nowhere near the level of cheer that we like that i saw no it's like gymnastics yeah i mean it's like it's like tumbling effortlessly it's like olympic doing shit. like why is it not an olympic sport why isn't it it should know. be an olympic sport and why can't it be like a pro like more of a pro like a long career i don't know i think like by the time you're I in your, your 20s like your body is yeah. no longer willing to cheer I mean, everyone is so strong. The guys are like, they're the ones who are the stunt. What are they? The studs? The stunts? They're the, holding them up. Yeah, I don't know. And the girls just like holding each other up. And the sounds they make when they're holding it, they're like, ah! They're like, catch it! Catch it! You know, they're all like, uh, I mean, it's it's so intense. Yeah. It's like, it's like a war movie. If I tried <laughs> to do any of that, my body would break. No, I, my arm would just like fall out of its socket. I couldn't even dream of. I can't even do like a pull up. I when I, mean, I was I little, I watched really. all this like um. I watched all these like gymnastics on like Nickelodeon yeah. or something, and I was like, oh my god, they make it like this is how hard it is. Like not hard at all. This is yeah. so easy. Like I'm gonna do this, and then I like turned <laughs> off the TV and just like walked to the edge of the couch <laughs> and then attempted to just like casually front flip. And instead just swan dived onto the ground, fractured my shoulder. No. And I was just like, oh man. Like, God bless this you. Sucks. But it was like, that's the thing. They just make it look so easy. You think that you can do it. How long were you like injured for? That's so I was fucked. in like a sl- sh- sling for. <laughs> you were like, I'm going to do this now. I was like, and now it's my turn. And now it's <laughs> and for I me. And I stepped up to like the arm of the couch, like stood on it and then was ready to just like fully. Flip. I love that for you. I know. And then just like was like. Mm, I did like baby gym or like j- like I went oh, yeah. when I was a kid. I Where you just do like a somersault. Yeah. And you like ground. go on a rope and like fall into a foam pit or something yeah but, you'd have like birthday parties where you'd do that and i did diving which was that's because i was a, well i was a swimmer but a lot of my friends at our summer club would were doing diving and my two best friends growing up they uh they were awesome swimmers but they were incredible divers like these there were two brothers my friend my best friends matt and tommy and they were so fucking good at diving and like they would do like the craziest shit and then i was like i can do it too mm-hmm. and i was so bad like <laughs> at our tri-county meet i think there were like 11 people competing and i got like 10th 
Like I was so <laughs> horrible, but it was scary. Like any, uh, yeah, you dive off like a high dive, yeah, and, and you're they, expected to like flip and do all this shit before you hit the water. Matt and Tommy were like able to like they would jump on the edge of the diving board, like you know they would to wind up, like they would get mm-hmm. some bounce going, and I yeah. would just watch them and be like, I don't know how they're doing that. Mm. And then I would try to do a back dive. Oh my god, the scariest! I was like, oh my god, but uh, these it's amazing and. Jerry is my a national hero on tour. Oh, Jerry. Jeremiah. Yeah, love him. And I love Ladarius. Ladarius is the He's coolest. He's my favorite. He's I mean, sweetie. they're all my favorite. By the end, I truly was like, God, I love these kids. I love them. Who's the one? Oh, Lexi, the one with the platinum hair. Lexi seems very troubled. But I liked her energy a little. I love her energy. I worry for her. Deeply. I worry too. But I liked her being kind of the Tanya Harding of the team. Mm-hmm. Like, she's just like, I don't have what the other kids have. Like, I just kind of have she natural just, like, talent. She flip yeah. a million times. And I love when she does it. Monica's like, gosh, she's a beast. Yeah, she's a beast. <laughs> I also love when Morgan's about to try out and she goes, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> she's saying it to her while looking at Morgan. Yeah. Like, she says it to the assistant coach. And then you just see how far they come over the course of the season. It was just so well done. I know. I'm on. I had to turn it off last night when someone gets injured. Oh, there's like so many more injuries. And then there's was, nothing but like injury after injury. I was so stressed. And then I went on Twitter. And the first thing I saw was a New York Times article about coronavirus being like <laughs> a 60% increase in one night in China. Yo, Coronavirus. I brought masks over for Laura. It was a true friend thing to do. Well, they're selling out. Yeah. My mom in Miami went out to get some and no CVS had it. Damn. So. I was looking on Etsy today because I was like, I want like a designer mask, but I'm not going to pay for like a Louis Vuitton (laughs) mask. So I was like, who's making knockoff like Louis masks? And I found someone on Etsy. But then you said you were coming over, so I was like, I shouldn't spend $25 on this knockoff Louis mask. What if it becomes like just the new normal and like everyone's just, and people start like making their masks like personalized? I mean, I I would love like to coordinate with an outfit. Yeah. Like an acrylic mask. Like when we (laughs) go out on the road and we're going in these airports or whatever if it's still happening if it's still happening we're, we're, we're masking the fuck up did you watch naomi campbell's flight prep video where she she shows yeah, and she's she just she wears a mask she mm-hmm. has gloves on and she lysols every surface and i was like that's someone that's going to survive yeah uh a, yeah a naomi is fully in survival mode so i'm gonna start doing that they don't clean off any of the no seats. you're literally sitting in something that like 20 other people have sat in over the course of 24 hours it's pretty freaky my you know this but like a lot like my friends people in my life like to make fun of me and say that i'm like like if there's an earthquake or something they're like god i'm so happy for you carrie because there was an earthquake last week i know Did you feel it yes yeah i was in bed at reading and then i was just like it was that was a jolt that was a jolt quake. it wasn't yeah. like the undulating earthquake it was but like it was still like a just a young like a long jolt yeah but i'm actually i feel like a, i feel like this is actually a little scary coronavirus yeah yeah do you think the chinese government is covering up the severity of yeah yeah 100 percent. i'm team whistleblower oh the nurse the nurse who said that there are actually ninety thousand people infected probably more yeah i know i mean experts are now saying 
Experts. Experts. Experts are now saying. The experts are now, but people are now saying. I don't. Kind of verify, like saying that that's probably true. Yeah, I don't trust China at all. Well, I think the stock market dipped yesterday because of it. Like, it's probably, it's, it's good. I get why they're censoring it because it's, it will because de- China has so much it will, like pa- destabilize their economy and the world because yeah. we depend on China for everything. So it's it's just a fucking mess. But everyone, just be cautious. Your <laughs> hot take on coronavirus. It's just a fucking mess. just a fucking mess. It's just a real mess. Just a real mess. And also, my favorite detail is that contagion. I just saw a Hollywood Reporter article that contagion is trending. Is like in the top ten on iTunes. Yeah, well, I saw that over the weekend. I watched I it last week at work. A, I was looking for a movie to watch. And then it was like Contagion was number four. Tell Gwyneth. Like, Hell yes. Tell Gwyneth. Give Gwyneth those checks. Why didn't she get nominated for an Oscar for that role? She was really good. I'm I know it was a small role, but like she gets her head like the skin on her like that was kind of a bold she for Gwen to do makes that. Big bold choices. But she gets like her head sawed off to when they're giving her an autopsy. Yeah. And you see like her face as and you see her like I mean that was her I love her contagion face. She it's has, iconic. Like, and I love that it's the cover of the movie. That <laughs> yeah. That's me like once a week. Yeah, that's me on a day to day basis. Me waking up in the morning when my alarm goes off. Me last two weeks ago with a stomach infection. Mm-hmm. I was Gwyneth. You're full contagion. That's a great movie. Did you watch? What's amazing in that movie? Everyone's so good. Marion Cotillard. Yeah. (laughs) She's all right. Is she good? Did we all just get fooled? I think she's actually amazing. She's amazing. But that was just like a... But I guess at the end she... But anyway, but Gwyneth was the the star of that movie. Truly. Have you watched any Goop Lab? No. I have to. Well, I'll have to save that well, conversation tell me one, for another date. One, because you said you were obsessed. So I'm tell obsessed me one. with it. I've watched all six episodes, obviously within a, the first 24 hours. It was out, right, just of like course. consumed them. Yeah, you should be in it. And I felt I've actually like been struggling because I'm not in it or involved with it in any way. Like I saw, on, <laughs> <laughs> truly, I feel like left out, and like it was a personal attack on me that I like haven't no one's reached out to me i'm surprised and like because like i've been on goop's dick since literally the first day she sent out the very first goop email like it came straight to my inbox like i think i signed up even before you could like even before there was an email like i've truly you're a long time supporter I've been down the goop road. I've cooked an entire Thanksgiving dinner for my family made of only goop recipes. Like it's real. And then when I saw on Instagram that there was a premiere and I hadn't been invited to it, I was seeing other like influence. I was just like, wait, I'm upset for you. No, I felt it was rude. And then I was like, I know had I known I would have tried to email a bunch of people I know that work at Netflix and like begged them to get me in. Yeah. But I'm also like, why didn't you guys think of me? Why aren't you on the red carpet? I don't know. The red vulva. Yeah. The, like that rose vulva that everyone posed in front of. They had that? I didn't even look. They had that at the oh thing. Oh, my God. Just posing in front of it in a full G-label outfit that's just like... I'm disappointed kind of like a in bra her. And like white pants with her abs out. No. It's amazing. Amazing. But I'm disappointed in her. 
I'm disappointed in everyone. Yeah. But I will forgive. I won't. You'll hold a chip on your shoulder. I'm forgiving all things. I won't forgive for you. Okay. Like, you can take your lack of forgiveness for them not inviting you to the premiere and give it to me. Okay. And I'll take it and I'll take hold on, on to that. My, take on my pain. I will. Because that they should have you be like a goop correspondent. I would love nothing because more. not only do you... Like, you actually get it and you you listen to her podcast. You take it seriously, but you also know it's like insane at the same time. Yeah. I but love like, it for how insane it is, but then deep down... It's like my love for Vanderpump Rules and Goop are the exact same level of love. No, but you actually get something out of Goop, which is, I think what they need yeah so i'm i'm putting an all points bolton out thank you i'm going to call the police can we just like <laughs> get this trending and like fix this horrible wrong i'm reporting like, justice them. for lara i'm gonna report group to the fbi because even like back in the day i tweeted a picture that was lara and gwyneth like in the style of julie and julia and then she commented on that on instagram no yes oh my god i remember that and like so then oh, where she is say? my invite? She said, I'm in. And this It's was, going to I happen. Like, You're going to be on the pod. I feel like eventually one day I will. And so that's just my motivation is I'm like, look, I'm going to have to just like step up my pussy game in order yeah. to like achieve goop level. But I recognition. I by also goop. <laughs> by that. I mean, not by the general public. I just mean by Gwyneth right. and or Elise. Or Jessica Seinfeld. Or Jessica Seinfeld. You need Whose to be... meatballs I have made... Actually, no, I made Gwyneth's meatballs. I never made Jessica's. That's okay. And Gwyneth's were really good. She's great, but she... I feel like I saw some... You sent me, or someone sent me the... Where she's trying out that, like, margarita machine or that, al- that cocktail machine that Goop has. And she has, like, a bunch of her interns or her employees. Oh, yeah, and they all... It's, like... Spawn Con for yeah. like a liquor brand. I was like, why are you not in there? I don't know. Because those people were not funny. Guess what? They were not lawless. Missed opportunity. It is a missed opportunity. And oh my God, they have the energy healer and Julianne Huff in an episode and they do a full energy healing. Julianne Huff. Okay. I'm all for this energy healer guy. I fully believe in. I tried subscribe. to look up videos of him. J- Julianne Huff is obsessed with him to a level that I've never seen anyone obsessed with anyone in my life. Wait, and do she does. She, I think, travels around with him and just does demonstrations of this. She's like everywhere. The, she's like the magician's assistant. She is, <laughs> and she still rides, and she's like, ah, she ah, and wh- like her body's writhing around. It's the most performative thing I've ever seen. False Granted, prophet. He does do it on other people, and it, your body moves. She's a little bit of a false prophet for him. I don't trust her. I don't but either. I do trust him? Okay. But Julian, there's something. Not Something quite right. Well, we've talked about her and her husband, right? Yeah, Brooks. That, Brooks that, Leach. That like she came out as bi, I guess, or she's like not straight. Oh, which that she... makes me actually. I've got to be quite honest with you. I'm I think now you should a little more into her. Well, no, she yeah, might she... be my in because she's who do I have to fuck to get Goop to recognize? Yeah, so you need to you need to seek Julian out and also mm-hmm. seek out goop but she admitted i think not admitted she like did a profile or something and she said i'm not straight but i don't i'm not really sure what that means so i'm kind of like hmm. mm-hmm. G- love that for her and then her husband who's like this hot ex hockey player is like i'm now 
because, he's questioning his sexuality. Yeah, and which I'm like, that kind of makes sense. Like, they got together and they both probably are a little closeted. Yeah. I don't know. But she, he said that she inspired him to look inward. So I would like to seek him out. <laughs> really want to know what <laughs> happened in a relation, like a straight quote unquote relationship where both people come away from it being like, I don't think I'm straight. Yeah. Like, what, like, what, what went on in there? <laughs> what went into whose butt? But so I'm, like, I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm all, I love it. No. I'm here for like discovering another side of your sexuality, but I'm just like, lol, you too. I think it's kind of cool because isn't she kind of Christian? She's, I think, super Christian. So it is kind of cool that someone who's potentially a cult leader and is in a, well, she also is a disciple of Tony Robbins, so I'm sus of her. <laughs> yeah. You haven't, you've had her number from day one. I, well, I was like, I remember watching that doc on Netflix and like Maria Menenos, Derek Hugh, and Julian Hugh all make Huff, sorry, all make oh, cameos yeah. in the Tony Robbins doc. And I've been a fan of Julianne since Dancing with the Stars days. Right. Because I too was a ballroom dancer at one point. You were, you've lived, I've lived a thousand lives. Cat. I was fully. <laughs> After boarding school, I graduated boarding school slash high school and came home. I didn't know anyone because everyone from my like grade had gone mm-hmm. off to college to like go live their lives. And my stepmom gave me ballroom dancing lessons as like my graduation present. Aww. And I just like took to it like wide on rice. And you're then, good at it. Yeah, I got to like silver level ballroom dancing. Uh, my specialty was Latin dances, and I did the cha cha. Wow! And I was go- I would go like five times a week, Laura, and train with my dance instructor. Would you ever do it again? Yeah, I would. It was so fun. It's a great you, workout because you do like kind of dance workout classes, right? Not super. No, no. Oh, I thought you did. You do Pilates. I I do right now. Like a I'm doing like a Bunda Stairmaster. Like yeah, class. yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I love, I don't love, love like a hip hop dance type of thing. I'm really bad at. But mm-hmm. like ballroom dancing is really fun. I highly recommend for anyone interested. Ten ten. I love that. And I'm. It's whenever I hear that, I'm like inspired because I, for an article when I worked at Paper Magazine, I went to a fly girl body roll class oh my god in williamsburg or in greenpoint and it was actually really fun but i was the only guy in the class which was like fine and i was expecting that and i was not good no but it was fun yeah and the instructor was incredible but it was i felt like courageous after it that's brave because it was brave for me not easy no because i'm I'm a good it comes to any sort of like step combination yeah hip-hop dancing Count me out. I'm in the back row, literally like flailing it's around. Hard. I can't do it. But I'm like, actually a good dancer. Like at we- I'm a good wedding dancer. Like mm-hmm. I can like get down. Yeah. And like I can like. You do have the moment where like people get in a circle and you dance into it. And yeah. you're just like feeling it. Yeah. yeah. I can see you fully having a moment. And like moms like to dance with me. Totally. I'm like, I'll be that. You know, I'll do yeah. that for you. I'll mm-hmm. be your like gay like woo at the wedding. You know, yeah. but like mm-hmm. I actually love it. And. But I'm not, I'm, I too am not good at like following choreo. It's hard for me. Mm-mm. Um, but I'm, I'm anyone who can dance a certain kind of dance. I'm very impressed by like that is insane. Ballroom dancing is crazy. My Simon does is, was a ballet dancer Oh, she. and he stands like he is very, you know, he has that like kind yeah. of like he, He's and it, good it's followed him his whole He's life. Graceful. He is really graceful. 
and i'm like fascinated by <laughs> he that he's really graceful he is. he is though and my sister was an amazing tap dancer oh i love that and she did like intense she was an amazing swimmer but she was also a great dancer and she i think it made her a better swimmer mm-hmm. and she did like modern and tap dance and like she danced in disney world and like they did this one routine i remember where they did you know that song moby um Oh, darling, my... Oh, yeah. Did I tell you about this? No. They did, like, this amazing dance to that in Disney World. And my, and my sister had, like, a tap dancing element of it. But anyway. That's amazing. I'm just impressed. I'm impressed by you. I've got to be quite honest with I've you. I've got to be quite honest with you. I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. I thought you were your own woman. And you I were. I thought you were your own woman. Should we get into it? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah. <laughs> Please, please be please clap. my guest. This episode featured a lot of the white range, which made me so happy. Yeah, this was a Danielle took to the streets. Danielle, not only it's like she was so frustrated. Like, you know, whenever something shitty is going on in Danielle's life, she takes to the range. Mm-hmm. But this was so much shit hitting the fan that she couldn't even take to the range by the end of that someone else had, had to, take, to yeah. have danny mm-hmm. danny provenzano she had to take to the passenger seat of the range. yeah which is when you know shit's yeah. going down well before that we go to tree and joe are at the brownstone and they're planning adriana's christening do you know when i saw the brownstone i didn't realize it was the brownstone and in my head i was like wow that is a beautiful house <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's indistinguishable. Yeah, I mean, it's like point. it doesn't look like it was really. I was like, "Wow, I love this house. Whose house is this?" And then I realized it was the brownstone. I want to go. I'm ready. It looks good. Like if we don't go to the castle and we just go to the brownstone, like I just want to. I want to smell it. We have to get a fucking New Jersey itinerary together. I know we've been like slacking on that a little. I know. I. But okay. it's so we, do it. it's really I think it, it would be easy to get to and I just want to go in and smell like meatballs and they and like, still operate it I think that's what well there were because they were going to do the castle but then they didn't there were reports that they weren't owning it anymore but then they they Caroline or someone tweeted like the Manzos are still in charge okay good but it looks actually beautiful and I want to go yeah I was like really into adriana's whole party and yeah. it's like this is where i belong well tree so joe is in complete panic because he's <laughs> joe he's is like fully silent he just sees like ones and zeros and he knows tree is like just she's about to go off she's like a kid in a candy store and so they're planning adriana's <laughs> christening and Tree's is happy like, place is being in a banquet hall planning an expensive event yeah like a six-figure event mm-hmm. Teresa goes i want it to be like a mini wedding <laughs> She's like, I'm thinking about ice sculptures. She goes, I want two ice sculptures. One with Adriana's name and maybe, one cross. And a cross. And maybe it says Adriana's christening at the brownstone. <laughs> Did and you say I think so. <laughs> or maybe I heard that wrong. But Chris is, Manzo is like their liaison. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, good for Chris. Hey, I he looked like, it seemed like he really got the job done. Mm-hmm. And I was proud of him. And doing double duty as godmother and decorator for the event is dina so dina's she comes back very briefly which was like she hit it out of the park she did yeah teresa's headband during i know a brown sequin headband i loved it she looked like a is a lot for me to deal with Mm -hmm. like a brown sequin brown sequin 
I was like, hmm. She looked like a cornucopia. Yeah, it was very fall vibes. Joe is so angry. Joe is completely silent, but I loved his sweater and chain combo. Uh I was like turned on. It was very GQ. Yeah. His purse strings are tight. Chris says the party will be banging. It's banging. Banging It'll be like my big fat Italian christening. Mm -hmm. Teresa's like, I like that. I wrote, Joe looks hungover and nervous. I said, he's (laughs) about to self-destruct. He looks like his... Again, has like wine bags under his eyes. He's stressed. Yeah. He goes, just make it nice and not too nice. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? And so we know then it's going to be like 90K. She said many times it's going to be very Italian. How much do we think it is? I'd say over 100. She said there were over 200 people there. Maybe more. Maybe like 250. I mean, maybe I'm wildly... Getting I that wrong. To, like, I would readers, say, what do you think? Because I don't know anything about banquet halls or yeah, like I think events at least, in this way. I think at least ninety to hundred. Because they've now had their housewarming party, which was a fucking blowout. I mean, how and much was had, that? That must have been like fifty k. Yeah, twenty to fifty k. This is now another blowout. Joe, maybe I'm. Do you think also that this is the mm. moment where, like he started to realize like they don't have enough money to truly like pay their bills and live. Yeah. Like, that's when they, he started committing all these fraud. And then that's when Chris, Christine, that's when Christine style Teresa started signing off on stuff. Yeah. I think he, this seems like the moment where those conversations would begin to happen. I don't like, you know what? I'm going to say it was probably $50,000. The housewarming? No, or the, the christening. Yeah. Because it is Jersey after and all. And I'm sure the Manzos gave them a bit of a down a discount. Yeah, right? I guess you get envelopes for your daughter's christening. Like people slip you cash and stuff. So you end up walking away with like 10K. Yeah. I need numbers. If anyone can enlighten me on like a ballpark. 100,000. What was I thinking? But you <laughs> like, don't know. Yes. Maybe I would say thirty to fifty. Okay. And Joe, but I don't think they have the actual money to pay for it. I don't know how they paid for this wedding. Yeah, I he don't just know either. Moved around money. I have truly no idea. If he's that stressed about it, it's like you must really be running out of cash. That's how I feel when I like when I've been really broke and I've moved my like. I, uh, yeah. I'll have like sixty dollars in my savings and I'll like move twenty to like <laughs> my checking. And then, it, and then my savings overdrafts. But I feel like I'm like, I'm moving funds. Yeah, I love like to move funds in a time of crisis. <laughs> yeah. Like I had to take Tony to the emergency vet this oh week. Oh my God, that was so bad. Tony ate marijuana. TBD, how he got his little mouth on it. But he seems solid. He bounced though. back, he's fine. Yeah. But he had to spend the night at the emergency vet. No. And a chill like $1,100 later. Yeah. That was me as Joe, just like moving funds. Oh. I'm but sorry that happened. It's okay. Thank God for pet insurance is P- all I have to say. Please don't leave your marijuana like on the street. Don't. Or drugs. Throw your joint out the window if you're going to. Just put it in an ashtray somewhere. Yeah. Or just like, yeah, throw it away in your house or put it in like a little bag and then throw it in a trash can. Any kind of drugs. Yeah. I find like little baggies of Coke here and there when I'm walking around. I think that that's what happened is he just like ate. Yeah. A, a roach off the ground or like an edible or something. I truly didn't even see it happen. All I knew is like he tested, he tested, he got a drug test, <laughs> he, he tested t- positive. I thought he was having a neurological event. Ugh. I thought he was 
had broken his spine. Yeah. And then, thank God, it turned out to just be, like, THC toxicity. Dogs are resilient. They are. My dog used to eat pencils. It was like nothing happened. Pencils? Logan ate pencils. Would he shit them out? He just eat them. And he was fine. (laughs) Like lead poisoning. Like lead. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Right? I love that dogs can just, like, eat whatever. They can. Um, So, Danielle (laughs) takes to the range. She takes Christine to the OBGYN. The Wayne Medical Center. For, like, a a lady appointment. Mm Mm-hmm. They walk in and Christine like tries to push the door open. She goes, pull, baby. And she goes, you're funny. You're funny. You're funny. And then as they're in the waiting room, Danielle begins to question Christine about her boy relationships. This, you know, it actually felt kind of genuine and it felt like it suddenly dawned on her. Like she's probably never asked her about this stuff because she spends so much time thinking about her own shit and like crossing boundary emotional boundaries and like disclosing things that she shouldn't be with her kids that she hasn't asked and she goes look at me (laughs) look at me and tell me you're a good girl she goes look at me and tell me you're a good girl christine look at me and christine don't have any boys sniffing around don't have any (laughs) and the woman at the receptionist is like this is a side eye multiple times christine is the receptionist red flag warning signs are just going off full throttle. Christina's left her body. Mm-hmm. Look she's, at me. She's like shrinking down in her seat. Tell me you're a good girl, Christine. And then she leans in. Christine's mm. like, mom, stop. Mom, please stop. Mom, stop. And then Danielle leans in and gets like even closer to Christine. She goes, you are a good girl. You are a good girl. Are you a good girl? Tell me. You're a good girl. And it just like keeps kind of softly sexually repeating that over and over. I would literally unzip my skin <laughs> and shed it and then walk out the door as like a muscular skeleton. Yeah, you would like fully chrysalis. I could not handle my mom doing that, I wrote, let alone doing it on camera. I wrote, damn, exclamation point, grilling her. <laughs> She's like interrogating her. And then I also wrote, Danielle knows what's up. Yeah, because and she I think takes one to know. Is, like sexually active. She seems she has the vibe of someone that maybe has seen a dick. Yeah, and and then Danielle's like very just going, "Tell me. Come on. Tell me. Any boys? You, you are have a boyfriend? Good girl. No boys, right, Christine? Just tell me. Just tell me right now. Are you a good girl, Christine? <laughs> Mom, Mom, stop. stop. Then it cuts to Danielle's like talking head and she goes, it's like, or they go into male OBGYN. He's sweet. Dr. He is sweet. Domnitz. Yeah. I let him look at my piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He had like a, like kind of straight man, but like he's gay. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Like a friendly OBGYN. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, giving them like the whole what for. And then Danielle and her talking and she goes, once you have something, it's too late. <laughs> and I was like, amen. <laughs> I know. She goes, well, before she goes, is there someone that's interested in you, Christine? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And then he's he's like, you know, I recommend when a girl, when a woman, a young woman turns 16, that they get the HPV vaccine. And, a solid recommendation. And he's explaining HPV. And Danielle's just her face is like, oh, oh. She starts shaking her head and making all these faces. Oh. Christine's shrinking in her head. I wrote, Christine's in hell. And then, you know, after he explains, and he's talking about, like, anal warts and, like, the you know symptoms of HPV. And then Danielle just goes, oh, she goes, don't have sex. Do you even want to have sex after that? Yeah. 
It's no. Like, she goes, I believe the only way is abstinence. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> Says the woman who got plowed on a sex tape. <laughs> but I love that. Her face, she goes, it's so performative. She goes, oh. Oh. She goes, why would you even want to have sex after hearing all that? And then she goes, um. And then she goes, and oral sex. Can I just touch on that for a minute? <laughs> And she's like, you can't get anything from oral sex, or can you? And he goes, yeah, you can, HPV is, you know. You can get it. You can get it. from, And then then she goes, oh. And And then then, he goes, so you might want to look into it if that's something that you're, like, interested in. then Christine taps Danielle. It's like, yeah, you whore. Like, you better. And and Danielle goes, what's that about, Christine? What are you talking about? She goes, what are you tapping me for? I don't date. Yeah. Uh, Christine was like. She was like, my mom literally has a sex tape. She gets like loads to the face. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me about oral sex. Can you, does it apply to oral sex? And oral sex. Can I just touch on that? Can I touch on that for a minute? What about oral sex? Christine? Christine? I really believe that abstinence is the only way to have safe sex. This is a wild scene. I know. Um, I love it. Danielle's like, this is her way of like, Trying to like reshape her image after literally everyone see her like get bang bust. <laughs> God, she yeah, it was very like she was like putting on this like oh like Abstinence pearl clutchers. Is the only way. I, I'm a, we're good Catholic women. That's what we are. You are a good girl. You are a good girl, right, Christine? Are you a good girl? Don't have sex. Don't, why would you want to have sex why would after you even that? Want to have sex after hearing that? Then we cut to Kim. Is that the wind? The wind. Jesus Christ. The wind is picked up. Corona. Shit's happening. Kimji's manor. <laughs> Christopher is downstairs playing pool with John, her Kimji's son. son, and their best friends. And th- she has a magenta basement. Yeah, it's a wild color scheme. Yeah. And then Kimji crashes their pool game. She goes, boys. She goes, hi, boys. She descends the stairs with like a big bowl of popcorn. She's like, bought your popcorn for your game. Bought your popcorn for your game. She's and dressed she's, in head to toe pink. And two bottles of Mott's yeah. apple juice. <laughs> That's a good snack. Yeah, it was actually kind of cute. Her pink little like crocheted hoodie mm-hmm. and then like her pearls and like jewelry and her little bouffant. I was like, whoa, Kimji's having a pink day. Yeah. And she comes downstairs and she goes, hi, Chrissy. She's my boys. My boys. Tell me what's happening. And she wants to have a lunch date with Caroline. She's completely putting Chris in an awkward position. He's like, yeah, you know, my mom just doesn't want to get involved with Danielle. And she knows you guys are friends. So she's just kind of. And she's like, well, I think you should make it work, Christopher. And he's like, well, what do you want me to go on it with you? And she goes, that'd be fun. (laughs) <laughs> so she wants to have like a double date with what's, her son. It's like, a, what's that movie with Robin Wright and <laughs> Naomi Watts? What is that Adore. movie? Oh, it's so good. Where they fuck each other's sons. Yeah, and then they're both just like, hmm. <laughs> they're like, hmm. <laughs> That's what Kim Ji wants. Yeah, she wants to swap. So oh. then. <laughs> <laughs> she is, I love her coming down like very like off the shoulder sweater, like very like. That was a sexy look. I'm the she cool She was trying mom. to seduce Chris. She was trying to seduce him into getting her lunch with Caroline. That was a seductive move. She never wears pink. No. Ever. My boys. Hello, boys. <laughs> I bought you a little popcorn. Bought you a little and apple juice. Mm-hmm. For your big game. Um, They're both like, I'm traumatized by this. Yeah. Her son disassociated. Yeah. He like stopped speaking. He seemed a little less on Adderall this time. 
Yeah, he did. Maybe his break from school is doing him good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. And then we cut to the Judices are getting ready for the christening. The morning of. And Gia goes, Mom, where's my purse? Where's my purse? Gia is like, can I carry my silver and gold juicy couture purse? And then Teresa's like, yeah, sure. They just like... Have, they just give the girls bags of like silver and gold like legit they just have like bags of silver yeah. it's like very it's like they're i feel like the judices are into like 
Catholic mysticism. They probably are. Yeah. Each girl has like a different intricate dress, like mm-hmm. a fully color coordinated look, which I really appreciated because I thought at first they were going to make them all dress the same. No, I liked it. And it was... I like that each one got like her own personality kind of vibe. She got a stylist, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they. And my favorite outfit was Gabriella. Yeah, Gabrielle looked amazing. I liked Melania's, honestly. I like when Melania comes barreling into the room. <laughs> Gee, uh, Adriana looks like... Adriana's like lost. Yeah. She's like, literally, you found me in a supermarket. <laughs> and like, where are my parents? She's wearing a giant bonnet. I feel like she experienced like a swap like in the grocery store. Like, yeah. The, it was like a switched at birth, but just like Teresa grabbed the wrong kid like, yeah. before she checked out. And the real... Gabriella is like with some other family in New Jersey and yeah. then this fake Gabriella ended up with like the Judiches. Yeah. Or yeah, that's she's like girl in the milk carton. Um Teresa tries to put face lotion on Joe who's also dissociated. And then he threatens her with violence. I swear to god I'm going to kick your ass in front of her parents. Well, first she goes, "Joe!" And then we cut to Joe and he's shirtless with at the table with his parents in the room and he's sitting in front of a mound of pizza rolls. <laughs> with That's his like me. just his like muscle muscle like beef body and yeah. he's just sitting there and he looks wine hungover as fuck. And he goes, "What?" And she goes, Joe's been working long hours at the pizzeria. Uh, I was like, I'm sure he's been really like slaving over yeah. pizzas, the pizzeria. She goes, you have to come upstairs and zip my dress. He's like, oh, Tree, I don't want to go up there. And then I love that now anytime Dina enters, there's like a zen. Sitar. Mm -hmm. I was like, get out of here. Yeah, come on. The godmother comes over. And Teresa, this is very witch-like. She's like, you know, for Italians, the godmother has to dress the, remove all the clothes from the baby and then dress. It was very like Wiccan. What's that about? I was into it. I like. I love it. Catholicism. I'm as a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Catholicism is very witchy. Like it's there's very l- witchy. There's lots of like you're invoking things and conjuring Christ and like using sense and like swinging. It's incense. hardcore Suspiria. It's very Suspiria, and I love. I love the, like the Italian witchiness of like the godmother coming over, removing the baby's clothes, and then putting on like the christening gown. Yeah, and it's like. She has to do it. I love all the like in Gucci shoes costumey elements of Catholicism yeah. and like the jewels and mm-hmm. all the glamour is yeah. like a very big yes for me. But then I'm like, it's very boring. Yeah, no, it sucks. But it's like it's the there's some there's some aspects of like the traditions that I'm into. Yeah, and I love the drama and the theatrics of like. People in the parish being chosen to take gifts up. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of shit. I love it. I, love I like it. the communion like style of... Because like my like communion growing up, I wasn't even like called communion. Yeah. And like they would just pass around trays of like crackers and grape juice because we were Baptist. So it's mm-hmm. like you don't drink wine. You just like drink grape juice and eat like a cracker. And it's like that's not the same as like having like a hot priest daddy put like a wafer in your mouth and then you drink out of a cup of wine. And you like look up at him and he's like putting it in your like... Yeah, and he's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> or like some like rando parish person who's mm-hmm. like suddenly and and you see it when they're handing the communion out like these people that were just because you get chosen like to to be the lectern or to 
to like help the priest hand out, you see this change in them. Like they're like, I feel full of the Holy spirit. Yeah. And I love it because they're kind of possessed. Totally. But yeah, so Dina comes over and she has Gucci shoes. They're really cute. They're really sweet. She has her first pair of Gucci shoes. Yeah. She goes, oh, Adriana, you're so beautiful. (laughs) Teresa turns to Joe and she goes, Joe, it's her first pair of Gucci shoes. And he goes, huh? He goes, huh? (laughs) And she goes, oh, Teresa doesn't give a fuck, which I loved. (laughs) Baby Adriana is so cute. She really is like a little cherub, cherub, little elf. And then Teresa goes, Gia, tell her she's Bella. Oh, yeah. And then and she, she is like, Mamma Mia. Yeah, Gia goes, she goes, oh, Adriana, baby. Oh, come here. Come here. I come and tell you. And she goes, uh, ciao, Bella. Mwah. Ciao, Bella. Oh, goes, you're so oh. beautiful. She goes, oh, Mama, before we go out, let me run and get a tomato for her. <laughs> we got to crack the tomato over yeah. head. I made sauce for the baby. So we'll, we'll pack it in the baby's bag and she'll have a little bit of jar of sauce in there. And we'll bring it into the church. A finger full of sauce in her mouth right before the, right before the communion. And I put holy water in the tomato sauce. <laughs> we'll put it on her. Have a smear it. I'll put a little on the back. Don't tell the priest. Let me put a little on her forehead. Yeah, Ash Wednesday. Dina, she goes, don't tell. I put a tomato right in the back of her dress, but you you don't tell my mom. Don't tell my mom. She doesn't get it. She is a tomato mister. She is a tomato mister. <laughs> and like a pasta mystic. She reads fortunes through like She reads like manicotti. Yeah. She reads- <laughs> Manicotti. Manicotti fortune. Oh my god, yeah, she does read like broken pasta. She if you go in for a reading with Gia, she takes like fresh pasta that was made like that morning mm-hmm. that's like dried out and she looks she you goes, in the eyes. She's oh, wearing smell like, a full blown like scarf yeah. around her head with a yeah. crystal ball. And then she goes, First, we crush. Yeah, and then she crushes mm. it in her hand. And then she just like throws it on the table and then she reads like where the pasta all lies on the table. And when she needs to astral project, she'll hold a tomato Mm -hmm. and she'll go and she'll put her to go see your future. She'll put her little feet in like a bucket of water and hold a tomato and (laughs) and she'll go, okay, now I wait. And she closes her eyes and she leaves her body slowly. And she looks into your past, present and future to tell you like what's what. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, oh, oh, mama mia. Oh, mama! Oh. <laughs> That's what she says with her eyes closed over oh, and over. Oh no! Oh no! No! Yes! Oh, Pompeii! Yes, mama mia! Oh, Pompeii! <laughs> she astro projects. To oh, Pompeii. Giovanni! She just says like <laughs> random Italian names. Oh, Salerno! Oh! Oh, the old country. <laughs> yeah, she just names like cities in in Italy. Even oh, if you're Sicily. not Italian, yeah, she sees somehow your connection mm-hmm. to the old country. Shh, put the tomato in a dress. Don't say anything, Adina. Put it in there. So they, they head to the church. And then we cut to... Well, Joe, first they try and take a lot of pictures. And Joe has reached his threshold. Oh, he's gritting his teeth. And then them. they're on the way to the church. There, He goes, two pictures I'm taking. And then I'm like King Kong. I start going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So then we cut to Kim G's house. And Danielle <laughs> comes over. And Danielle's waiting outside. And... Kim Ji walks up and she goes, peekaboo. She goes, I see you. <laughs> That's truly what greets you at the gates of hell. And then Danielle walks in and she goes, oh, I love that we both have, are the same size. I love having that in a friend. She goes, almost as much as I love you. Danielle goes, my relationship with Kim Ji is very special to me. She goes, Kim is a very well-respected and very wealthy woman in the area. <laughs> I was like, like cool. okay, you're just flat out. <laughs> 
This is why you're friends with her. She's my dearest friend. She's my dearest friend. And we're the same size, too. And then then you come to find out that Danielle has come over to Kim G's house to tell her that she wants to find her biological mother. I'm she's she goes, I'm hoping Kim can help me out with something. So she's going over with an agenda. Yeah, with an agenda. Always, and like to always. ask her for some sort of free help in like what would otherwise cost like probably hiring a private investigator or something. Because Kim knows people. Yeah. And Danielle's biological mom was 14 when she got pregnant and 15 when she gave birth. That's wild. Yeah. And she never met her. And she was raised by a pack of wolves. Yeah. The Merrills. <laughs> Beverly Merrill. That's her. That was her name. Oh, yeah. Um, but she always, she I goes, just pictured like a pack of Merrill Street. I know. Merrill's. <laughs> well, Merrill is from Jersey. Mm. Um, the plot thickens, but she's, it's like actually a sad story. And she's like, I, my mom had to give me up and I've always, I want her to meet her. And she's like, I just, she goes, I just want to smell my mom. She goes, I just want to smell her. And Kim G goes, Oh boy. She goes, Oh boy. She goes, <laughs> she's like a daughter's age. And I was like, does Kim have a daughter? <laughs> what is Kim's family situation? She know. has that son. She has that husband she, that may or may not have escorted her to the Brownstone or to Christine's birthday. To Christine's birthday. She's yeah. a mother-in-law. Oh, she sure does. She definitely has family, but I'm sure they've. She's not letting it. All of them be on camera. Danielle acting surprised when Kim G tells her she'll help her was like, "Oh my you've god, you've got to be kidding me!" She goes. Kim G goes, I know, she goes, I know a guy, I'll help you out. And then Kim G's crying and she's like, and then Danielle goes, oh, I've always said I wish we were a guy in another life. And then Kim G, and then Kim G goes, we're like dating. She goes, I told you we were dating, right? We're dating, right? And they are like fully in a relationship. Yeah. (laughs) I fully believe after the way that this Mm -hmm. episode panned out, they were in a sexual, like a psychosexual relationship with each other. So then... That happens, and then we cut back to the ch- the, christening. the christening. Everyone, it's like on because they can't let I guess a production company crew in the church. Oh yeah, so it's all filmed on iPhones. Car- Everyone's walks in their minks. It's very Godfather. Very Godfather. Caroline, and Caroline goes. Oh, it's always nice to see the kids get christened. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Caroline walks in in a full and she goes, Oh, it's just she's just beautiful. She's beautiful. It's always love seeing it. Adriana has a rhinestone pacifier. Mm-hmm. Glam. They're all standing there. Ashley's there. The whole family, they're all there. Ashley's and, playing nice for once in uh-huh. her life. And it's actually like pretty sweet. And Dina and the Godfather like do all their shit. Yeah. Um and then they cut to the brownstone. And Caroline is really proud of Christopher because Critifa. Critifa. Which I'm like, stop. Ew. Stop. That's stop. not okay. It's inappropriate. Yeah, stop it. Um, because he really pulled off the christening and made it a gorgeous event. There's a huge ice sculpture and a bread sculpture. And a French courtesan serving sushi. Oh yeah. Like a woman dressed up like Marie Antoinette with a giant puff dress and it's she's in the middle of the table of sushi. That's power. And, and Caroline goes, look, it's Marie Antoinette serving sushi. <laughs> She's never seen such a thing. Never seen it. I need a bread sculpture with like a positive message about me mm-hmm. ASAP. So who's going to make that let's, happen? Let's get this going. I want a juicy loaf of sourdough bread with like 
We love you, Lara. Lars. Lars. <laughs> love you, Lars. Lars. The center. I'll, I think we can make that happen. Okay. That's like, I don't want a birthday cake ever again. You want a bread I sculpture. Just want bread sculpture. You've, do you follow Breadface? Yeah. Okay. Love her. Yeah. She's a great follow for everyone who's listening. Fantastic follow. She just like shoves her face into bread. Different types of bread. Every different post is like, a different famous bread or not mm-hmm. famous bread. And she just like it's feels punk. the bread with her face. I love it. This is basically a wedding. It's insane. And Teresa, Christopher walks up. Teresa and Jacqueline and Caroline are all in the corner. And Teresa, Teresa walks up to Christopher and goes, she goes, you're my bitch for the night. I was like, damn. Damn. Scary. Um, and she and Joe have their first dance with their baby. Yeah. And which was crying. really sweet. Carolyn was shook. Makes her cry. Jacqueline is bawling. She Jacqueline br- goes a full like her body just like folds in half and she openly sobs she's like mourning the loss of ashley's ashley's innocence yeah and she starts crying and then and then we cut to a glimpse of kathy wakili and melissa gorga who look so like they're right in the corner They're in the corner and i remember they said at adriana's christening they were like shoved in the back corner and were not near like the family and even though it was like her brother and her cousin. Yeah, because it was like, stay the fuck away and, from us. And they looked pissed. Yeah, Kathy had a look on her face that was like, I don't love this. I wonder if the producers saw that and were like... They were like, these are the ones. Because Dina people? had quit by then, so they were like, we need to replace her. But so I gotta, do I, Dina and Teresa still talk? No, yeah. they do. Caroline and Dina don't talk. Oh, okay. But I've got to be quite honest with you. I, I felt... a I. Knowing now what I know about Dina and Caroline, I felt a little tension between them at the christening. Oh. Because Caroline was like, I'm so proud of Dina. She was, oh, she just, she does it. She did an amazing job. But then when Dina was talking to them, she was kind of like standoffish a little with Caroline. Mm-hmm. And Caroline seemed kind of awkward with her. What's their beef? Oh, I think. I feel like it's some money shit. I mean, her husband worked with Albie. But I also feel like... Um, With Albert Sr.? I think it's Jacqueline. Oh. Didn't we read that? Remember? That Jacqueline is like the the person who caused drama between them? Well, Teresa had a theory. Oh my God. Also, we need to talk about Teresa and Caroline's Super Bowl ad. <gasps> where they're back together for like pita chips. Yeah. For like hummus or yeah, something. That was gave me chills. Yeah. I was excited to see them. I, I think they're like friends again. It was good. It was a good move for everyone. I hope that means Caroline's coming back. She should. I would love to see her with these new girls. I actually have not watched the season, but I would love to. Because Danielle's back. Because Danielle's back. But now Danielle's gone. Yeah, she's gone. So it would be good for Caroline. Like, Caroline would come back, potentially. Um, But I think Teresa was told by someone that Caroline... Either Caroline or Jacqueline were feeding information to the feds about Joe and Tree. Oh, shit. And I feel like Dina believed her and, like, cut off. But I feel like it has something to do with Jacqueline. Hmm. And Caroline took Jacqueline's side. Damn. And, was, and Dina was like, fuck you. That's hardcore. You're supposed to be my sister. Jacqueline's a rat? A rat's a rat and a rat. Um, Joe and Tree, sidebar... <laughs> And then she's like, 
guess it did it turn out nice did you like it and she's like this will be the last christening you don't want to take any pictures anymore do you no more pictures and then you can tell joe's shit faced by this point he's like blackout he's like pictures i don't like what's the difference like he just is mumbling he goes but but he was like in this moment he was like i kind of want another baby yeah he was blackout happy like false bliss and was like i could do it again yeah, he wants another baby, but then he also says he's going to go. He goes, good night. And Teresa <laughs> goes, what do you mean good night? He, goes, he goes, I'm going to go home. He's going to the Guma. Blackout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His lady. Danielle. And oh, also Gia dancing. <laughs> a shot of Gia just going with her hands. She dances like that. I've seen her dance like that before. She loves it. She's a wedding dancer. She is. Me She's like a full, with, you and Gia bring this same kind of vibe to weddings and events on the dance floor. Just hamming it up. I love it. And then we go back to Preakness. We go. Back to Preakness. The iconic Preakness Diner. Danielle. They pull up in the range and she goes, oh God, I'm starving. <laughs> I'm starving. And then Christine, or Christine goes, I'm, I'm starving. And Danielle goes, me too. <laughs> Thank God for the Preakness Diner. I wrote, I'm Jilly chowing down on chicken tenders. Jilly goes into a fugue state and just like robotically eats fries and sucks down a milkshake. So what happens is Christine says, I, someone in my class told me that their mom was talking about you, Danielle, looking, my mother looking for her biological mother with, and Danielle goes, huh? The only one who could have known that was Kim G and Kim G alone. (laughs) (laughs) So Danielle's immediately on against Kim G. Yeah, because Kim G clearly spilled the beans. But for why, we don't know. And then Jilly goes, Jilly's like plays devil's advocate. She's like, well, maybe someone just overheard. I don't know. And then no one could overhear it. No, Danielle snaps at Jilly and goes, nobody could have overheard her, Jilly. Like, she goes full psych, and Jilly just, you see her, like, look down at her tenders. She retreats into her milkshake, and then Danielle goes, she's not who I think she was <laughs> about Kim G. <laughs> My God. And then she goes, she goes, I gotta take care of this, girls. She goes, I'll be right back. And she just leaves her daughters out of the booth, and then Christine goes, great family dinner. Yeah, and then the, the daughters are just left there, and you sent me the most iconic screen grab of Danielle on the phone. In the background. In the background, while the girls just, like, find solace and sisterhood. Christine's leaning again. Look at this. Danielle's it's in the like window on her phone with Danny. She calls up Danny, and she goes, hey, it's me. Also, like, I love that her first instinct is to call Danny, of all people. Look how sweet they are. I know. They're so sweet. Little baby faces. Christine just, like, leans against Jilly, and it's like, they just... They're just like, wow, mom's insane again. Every day, I think they feel like maybe today will be a bit better, and she won't go crazy over something, and every day they're proven wrong. I think Christine mothers Jilly. Yeah. Who else is going to do it? Yeah. Like they just, it's, it's, that was dark. And she calls up Danny and she's like, looks like Kim G isn't the one I thought she was. And then Danny's like, well, we knew she was going to turn to the other side. He goes, she's neighbors with these people. She's like, she was talking to Teresa. Like she, so she's fully against Kim G now. And then Danny says, uh, she goes, Danny goes, now we're on to it. 
And then basically, and goes, you let me know how you want to handle this. Like, what is there to handle? Are you going like, to her? Kill her? <laughs> kill Kim G? Please don't. Why does she call Dan? Does she just call? Does she just need to have someone? I think she needs an echo chamber that will like mirror her own insanity back to her. And she knows that he's the most reactive person in her life. So like, like he can get crazy and then it, it gets her all revved up and it just feels good to have someone else that cares. Also, maybe they're fucking. No, they totally are fucking. Yeah. Because but, you, why else would you call? Like, that's the first person you call. I thought she was going to call Kim G. No, but I think it's, I think it's the former of what you just said. Like, I think it is. She's like, who can I need to just be crazy right now? And my daughters, I know I don't want to do it in front of them. So I'll do it just with a glass, a yeah. window between a, me and them. A partition of like nothing. So they can see me being crazy, but they won't hear it full force. But she needs, it's like, it's like an addict needing like a line. Yeah. Of something. It's validating to have an ex-con be like, <sighs> like threaten to kill your enemy for you. And now we're on to it. And now we're on to it. You so let me know how you want to handle this. You let this. me know how you want to handle this. Oof. So then we cut to... Caroline. She's checking in on Chris. I wrote, Christopher is Caroline's new favorite. Mm-hmm. Because Albie's like... Albie's a failure. Chris, she's like, now I gotta move on. She's like, my idiot son. I have to switch Failing gears. out of college. I was He's like, joined you... the police academy. Oh, in this moment, I was like, Caroline, you hit yourself to the wrong wagon. Mm-hmm. Because Christopher is the one who's gonna actually have money. Yeah. Does he have money? I think he just seems like he's more... He's a little more, like, grounded. Street smart. Yeah. And she, he, Chris tells her that Kim has, like, been talking about her. And then Caroline goes, and how is Mrs. G? <laughs> <laughs> Won't even deign to call her by her first name. And just Mrs. Is, G. How is Mrs. G? And then she keeps calling her, him Critifer, and I'm like, you gotta stop. Please don't. It's not okay. It's... It's inappropriate. They do mother-son baby talk to each other. It's a violation. He is like, thanks, mommy. Yeah, I don't like it. Like, my mom will call me, like, when I answer, when she calls me, she goes, hi, honey. Well, yeah, that's, like, normal. Like, she, uh, yeah. Or, like, if, like, I'm, like, upset, she'll go, like, oh, my baby boy, you know, like, or something. But, like, she doesn't call me, like. Kiwi. Kiwi. Kia, kia. I would report her. Yeah. To and fully check her into a I'd nursing in. home. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, it's time, mom. Yeah, what is that? It's just their like pet thing. It's their weird family. I don't thing. like that. I, also, I'm I feel not like saying it's I'm like, not saying it's like I'm just saying it's just emotionally weird. She just probably started doing that when Albie started fucking up. Then she turned to like get into Chris's good graces. Then she turned to Quidifer. Oh my god! Every time she says it in front of Al- Albie, he it's like a knife to his heart. Yeah. Oh my god! He what feels nothing but deep, dark shame. It's like some psycho emotional thing. Yeah, she's fully like black swan yeah. momming. And then we cut to Jacqueline's house, and she answers the door, and it's Kimji. And then Kimji just goes, "She's a motherfucker." <laughs> And she goes, oh, sorry. Sorry, the baby. But it's also like the baby doesn't know what you're saying. Jacqueline just literally opens the door and it's Kim G. And without, she goes, oh, I got to come in. She's a motherfucker. And then Jacqueline <laughs> goes, come on in. Because she knows exactly what she's talking about. And Kim G is furious. She goes, she goes, I haven't slept. I woke up at three in the morning and I haven't been up. I've been up since. <laughs> Kim G's just been up twiddling her thumbs. Okay, but she comes in like a wreck. She's shaky. Like, I'm like damn did she hyperventilating my first thought was like 
oh, did Danielle and like some goons like come threaten her? Come like pound on her windows and like shine flashlights and like heck ring the doorbell and like yeah, like, it was like something must have horrible must have happened. Did she, did she get like menacing phone calls all night? But no, she got an email. Nothing even. She didn't even get it. Danielle, some, Danielle just email. emailed someone else and said, "Don't be friends with her." And that's what got Kim G up in it's such a tizzy that she had to run shuffle over to Jacqueline's and house. Swear in front and of kick an down infant. the door. She's a motherfucker. She's a motherfucker. She's a- I gave her my chauffeur. I did so many things for her. And then Jacqueline's like, she can't even like speak proper English. No. She's so frazzled. And she's like, she said, let her use my driver. I did. I did so much for her kids. I went to the pharmacy for her daughter. I'm, she's out with my friends picking up tabs. And she goes, she acts like an ass. An ass acts like that. And <laughs> that makes she, ja- Jacqueline laugh. Yeah. Jacqueline's just like, she's like, well, she's like, I, I'm having a hard time feeling bad for you because you like, betrayed me and our friendship and like went after my daughter yeah and you like court of law went to court with (laughs) this person that you're now turning on like you're not to be trusted and then Jacqueline's like in her confessional she's like you know I gotta I almost have sympathy for Danielle because or like I understand why Danielle is upset with her because she's like Kim G has been talking about her to everyone she knows, like everyone else in the world. Like she's not a good friend. She's basically like Kim G is not a good friend to her. Yeah, she's a bad friend. And then Kim G goes, she can go fucking scratch my ass. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but also like Kim G's in love with Danielle. She she is. She's obsessed with her. I think she was titillated, like she's never been before. I think she got sucked in, like a late in life, like gay moment yeah she squirted for the first time at like 67 and like she really got like all wrapped up in danielle's game and then Mm -hmm. like when danielle explained that like it's not serious like this is just this is just two girls having fun yeah and kim g was like ready to leave her husband kim i gotta say i'm not ready for that commitment i have to be quite honest with you i still am I'm still playing the field. <laughs> a woman like me can't be tamed. She goes, <laughs> Kim G got jealous of Danny. She, she goes, did. you got to stop talking to Danny. And she goes, Who, Danny, Danny Provenzano, Danny Provenzano. No, I think, yeah, it's something, something else happened, but it was, I also think Kim G is just so insecure about like everything, her standing in the community. And I think she realized hanging with Danielle has alienated her from like her social group. And I think she's just having like, a full like white woman meltdown yeah where she needs to be really performative about yeah. how much she hates her in order to get back in good graces with yeah. like, her previous friend i think she just got lost in like the danielle like the game. web yeah and it's a sed- it's a seductive web she got totally seduced by the devil and she gave up all her friendships for it and now suddenly it's like she's like oh shit like I got- <laughs> she like came to from her pheromone overload She's about to go full Gloria Swanson Sunset Boulevard. 100%. And she goes, but at the end of that scene, she goes, she could have had it made with me. And I was like, you guys are fucking. You guys <laughs> Lara, were in Lara love. Laura put her notepad down and went, hmm. This I know that like feeling. Jo- this looks like a job for Detective Laura. And then <laughs> you just hear, do, 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 do. I go to do. the library. Right to the library. Right to the hmm. library. And you just see you like looking down books using a magnifying glass. What a history. Going through those like, what are those like newspaper things that come up on the projector screen? Yeah. 
and you come through. And I get like a magnifying glass to really like. Mm-hmm. And then the camera pans, zooms in on you, and you go, "They are fucking." <laughs> it's true. They yeah, fucked. that that was kind of a giveaway. Yeah, she could have had it made with me. Like, also, like, who are you? Yeah, who and what are you? Like, mate, what? How? Anyway, a lot of questions. Danny comes over to Danielle's and he goes, she opens the door. He goes, Hey, how you doing? She goes, gives him a hug. She goes, Oh, my back. Danielle's just like one of those people whose body is like just falling apart. The second she's like in emotional distress. She's just like literally like, you don't know who killed me when Lindsay's just like limbs are falling, like her finger (laughs) falls off. Like Danielle's just having a her emotional turmoil is so strong that like, it physically manages will fall off. Yeah. Oh, my back. Oh, my back. Like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> we also watched... Oh. <laughs> we, we have to talk about that. We watched like a B-side footage of this season of Roan J, where after Danielle is assaulted by Ashley and has her hair ripped out of her skull, she holds a meeting with like everyone that was there yeah, was, and was a witness i was sent on twitter his name's ryan tweets he sent me the video he's like a sup a sup listener and he sent me yeah it's like i must have been b-side from the the in the aftermath of the posh fashion show i don't know why they didn't include it i don't know either why would you ever cut a scene of danielle out I'll just skip so it. I wanted to tell you all, first of all, thank you so much for the other night for being there. And I really appreciate it. It's Harry. Really grateful to Dennis. And Dennis. For having the foresight to know that something was going down. Like four random women that you've never seen before. She had blood in her eyes. She was just like going and egging and egging. Kathy's there, of course. Who is that? Kim G. Kim G. Got a bit of knife or something, she would have been flailing it. Oh, they had utensils. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they had utensils. Oh, they had utensils. It's, it's they're sitting in her living room, and it's uh, her bodyguard, Kim G's chauffeur Harry, Kim G, Kathy, Chris- Christine, Christine sitting on like the with the dog, just like listening with like an undernourished, with like a dying Chihuahua, on and her a bunch lap. of random women, and who like, look like they're on like rock Yeah, they are really totally tbd and it's just her being like i wanted to have you all over to decompress about what happened and it's just them going over and kimji's like i have never seen you that way danielle you were frail shivering in the corner and she's like turned on talking about it yeah she's she wet. came to her rescue yeah and then she was i'm having pain today from <laughs> from being pulled like that but also kimji mentions that Teresa fully and i remember that she we all forgot this but she fully shoved Kim G. Like oh, Kim yeah. G was like straight up assaulted. Kim G was assaulted. And because Danielle got her hair pulled, it's like that takes the case. Yeah. And yeah. she's like, today I'm I have a bit of whiplash. It hurts to turn my neck and my eye. I can't really look up. She goes, My face is feeling a lot of pain in my face, all the way down to my shoulder. Like it's nerve pain almost like she's claiming to have like nerve damage from getting her hair pulled out which is not possible and then christine at one point goes she goes i she goes i'm so glad i wasn't there because i would have gone after ashley 
Yeah, she gets like, intense. She's brainwashed. She has a lot of anger, just like ready to bubble up to the surface. She's like misplaced anger at her mom. Mm-hmm. She was like, I wish I was there. Yeah, she would have been like that scene in Fight Club where Brad Pitt or Edward Norton just like beats the shit out of Jared Leto. Yeah. That would have been Christine coming for Ashley. Like at the blind rage. Zone. Yeah, like blind rage, like beat it to a pulp. Anyway, I, I think it's on Twitter if I'll... I'll post it. Yeah. And it's so funny. It's anyway, a real gem. We cut to... So, Danielle goes to meet Kim G at this restaurant. And yeah. it's like a weird restaurant. It's called Portobello. She goes, what I want to do is go over to Portobello and let her know that I know. So, they go over to Portobello, which has like the craziest sign I've ever seen I for know. like a nice Italian restaurant. It's like very 80s talking heads mm-hmm. aesthetic. Yeah. And Danielle in her talking head, speaking of talking heads, does a full baby voice that is Satan personified. Yeah. And she goes, like trying to talk about like why Kim G would like tell, like blab her business all over town. And she's like, maybe just maybe they'll be my friends too. Yeah. And I was like, that, that was is chilling. hellish. She was like, um, on the way over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that was unwell. So she finally meets her and Kim G goes, hi, Danielle. And she sits down <laughs> at a large empty table with Kim G, a huge table for six. Yeah, is she like intercepting some... I don't know what is happening, but I think that Kim Ji has like called members of the community to observe this fight. It's all women. It's all women at the restaurant. It's like it takes place in a world where there's only women. Yeah, and like everyone is bearing witness to this moment and like slowly gathering around. It's very like eyes wide shut almost because the crowds are closing in and they're all like whispering about it and like laughing. And then by the end, when Kim G is like running out of the restaurant, chasing Danielle, a a sea of women swarm out behind her. Did you notice that? Yeah. It was so weird. I think it was, I think she did tell a bunch of her friends to come watch yeah to like prove to them that she was uh like severing her ties with danielle it was her acting debut it was kind of frightening it was terrifying there's also there was a two table like tabletop of just two women by the wall and she was literally next to her shoulder was the fire alarm (laughs) it felt fake i was like is this did they just stage this restaurant for tonight i think they did or like said we're gonna film like a scene from real housewives of new jersey like come be an extra in the background all these women just came and they were all just like laughing and whispering and looking yeah like wine drunk at like 5 p.m and it's like a weird yeah it was the whole thing was very uh unsettling yeah, it was like Kim Ji also throat chucks a napkin. Rosemary's baby, like the final scene of Rosemary's It was. Baby. She chucks a napkin at Danielle when she snaps. She yeah. goes, That's I've had enough. She goes, You're a goddamn liar and a snake, Danielle. Yeah. And like and throws a napkin into Danielle's face. Danielle she goes, goes, Please do not talk to me that way. Please do not throw things at me, Kim. And then she's <laughs> Danielle just stays so calm because she's a psychopath. Yeah, Danielle, like, oh, Danny, when he drops her off, he's like let me know. He's like, hands in pockets. Don't throw any punches. And she goes, that is so not me. And like, <laughs> shuts the door and like goes in. And I was like, it really isn't her. She's very like Martin Luther King about oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. And she goes, you're a goddamn liar, okay? And you know it. 
You know it, Danielle. But like, what is the, what are they even fighting about at this point? Like, what is Kim G fighting with Danielle also, about? Also, Kim G's she when she screams, the timbre of her voice is that of a drunk man. Yeah, because she chases her outside, and then and listen to this. Jealous, that's what you I'm want. Jealous? jealous, that's what you I'm want. Jealous? It sounds like dual voice, like it's in a possession. Really scary. You're jealous, that's what you are. She accelerates, <laughs> like she goes from zero to sixty. She's on coke. You think something? Something went awry. She's on some weird cocktail of something. I think she she's snapped her I, medication. Or like she's on like, or she took an Adderall or something. Like something's up with her because she, she her even voice, looks different. Like but, her, she's doing like a different kind of hairstyle. She doesn't look as soft in the face. Like she has fully been possessed by a demon. Maybe this is actually the real Kim, which she's just been hiding it. You're a goddamn liar and a snake, Danielle. Yeah, you're just fucking jealous. You're just jealous. <laughs> she chases her out into the fucking parking goes, lot. Danielle's like walking away yeah. and then Danny she, pulls up just she goes, perfectly. Get me out of here. Get she me goes, out of here. And then, <laughs> and then she gets in the range and then goes, Kim G goes, stands at the top of the stairs. She goes, have fun with your friends, Kim. And then she goes, <laughs> I have friends. You don't got any friends. Just you and your fake square tits. Screaming. As a sea of women come out and follow that. In a little tight body tight hugging dress and, and black tights. tights she looks like liza minnelli in yeah. that sex in the city with her little legs you're just fucking jealous you know what you are you're just fucking jealous and like grabs her and, and shaking goes, her by the shoulders goes, wow okay okay she goes you've never done any she goes you haven't done anything for me which i was like kim has done a lot for she's her done, seems <laughs> yeah. like she actually has like I mean, she's like giving her money yeah she's like paid for a lot of your life yeah but she's just suddenly like you've never been a friend kim you've not done one thing for me and that was a lover's quarrel yeah and i think maybe what she's saying she lied about is like she asked Danielle if she was like still fucking Danny, and and Danielle was like, "No, of course not, baby girl." And then, <laughs> and then Kim G did figure out that Danielle was fucking Danny. You're just then, jealous. You're a goddamn liar and a snake, Danielle. And you know it. And you know it. Okay. And then it ch- like chases her out that dramatic like at the top of the stairs in kind of like right before sunset yeah being like "Mm -mm." how drunk did she get that night fucking blammo damn that was like and then that was that's the last we see of kim is she not in the show anymore after that i don't think so wow even producers were like we can't fuck with this. I think she comes back in the reunion. I mean, there's still so much left in this season, but I yeah. think she comes back maybe a little like she enters posh and talks about it. But I think that's... And what a way to go out. She went out with a bang. She really worked hard. She came in hard and left even harder. So I salute Kim G. I'm I'm terrified of her, but I love her. Yeah, I salute her as well. That Peek-a-boo. was an Oscar-worthy performance. You're just jealous. No, you are. You're just jealous. Jealous. Okay. Okay, Kim. Have fun with your friends, Kim. Have fun with all you. I was like, she has friends. It. You don't have any friends. I got all the friends. I got all the friends. All you got is your fake square tit. <laughs> Her cold tit. Your cold tit. Damn. Uh, I hope that we all have a Danny Provenzano in our life that can whip the range around right when we need him the most he's got nothing else to do no he literally just waits idling in a parking lot for 30 minutes until he sees like 
the women all running out and then he's like <laughs> and then just like circles dramatically to pick her up it was eyes wide shot yeah it was them, really, all them yeah or like the faculty or something it was like when people know things that like you don't know mm-hmm. and they're kind of closing in on you it was like a bad dream do you remember the movie inception when there's that part where there's like a crowd of people like surrounding ellen page and then marion cotillard just parts her way and takes a knife and just stabs her. Yeah. And she just, without words, uh, she just runs up to her. And, and I was like, that's what that was. That is what that is. It was very, like, dr- cyber dream. I would really, like, that's, like, a horror, a true horror. Mm-hmm. Is, like, suddenly you look around and everyone in a restaurant is looking at you and, like, whispering and yeah. laughing as though they know you, but they they don't know you at all. Damn, every day is a drama, is, like, a horror movie for Danielle. This is, like, Lynchian. Anyway, we've got Anyways, more to come. There's much more to come on this season. You can please follow follow moi. Carrie at e Carrie O on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at Lars Marie. You can buy tickets to our live show. I'm now just like gonna be sharing links every day on my Instagram LA, to buy. We need, we need more people in LA. LA, show yourselves. Show yourselves. I've got to be quite honest with you. I gotta I'm be quite very honest disappointed. With you. you better show yourselves at the live show. You won't want to miss it. Chicago. Chicago, March 18th. New York, NYC, April 22nd. April 22nd. Come on. Come on. Come on. Just Stay a little. Safe. Just buy yourself a little ticket as a treat. Stay healthy. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Wear a face mask if you need, if you if it just makes you feel better. Take safety precautions. Go on Etsy, search for Louis Vuitton face masks. You might find something cute. And we'll see you next week. Love and light. Bye. Bye.